You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Good to be here. Great to be here. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is it, Ed? Where is your what? Is it the home of... Mm. Uh, What's it the home of? An unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. Yeah, well done, buddy. Sometimes it slips from my, uh, the top bank. of my mind because I don't usually say it. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that says it. No. You say it. I say it. It's not my duty, not my role, not why I'm here. I'm here to reinforce those beliefs, but not to not specifically vocalise them. No, sure. That's fine. Does that make any sense? Yep. Makes perfect sense. Are you good, mate? You're fucking jet-setting straight off the plane? Yeah, bro. Well, I just don't fucking stop working. Nah. Well... You know? Like, I, I do for a little bit. Well, you stop. You do stop working. That's not true, technically. Like, but then I start up again in yeah. earnest. Yeah. No, you like, so you basically what you're really saying is, like, you, you, did, you do stop working and then you start up again. Like, you don't just stop and never start working again. Well, it's more like I think it's I get up and I go, mm. even after a trip, whereas yeah. most people take time to fucking warm into something. Yeah. I'm up and out. Yeah, out. okay, right. Pretty, pretty seem like pretty relaxing trip. Seems like sometimes with you, like your fucking holidays, just like stars just align. Like you go to Byron, Josh just happens to be going up there completely. Like he didn't even really realize. I booked it in April. That's what I mean. Fucking oh, better be a boy's putting on the day for it. Fucking day festival thing, and I'm just sitting back here with my fucking <laughs> dick in my hand, just like watching. Gorgeous weather too, bro. Do, do you always get the good thirty weather? degrees? Didn't didn't see a cloud. Saw one this morning when I was leaving, as if to be like. You're welcome. You know what I mean? Mm. As if to remind me that clouds exist and yeah. that rainy days exist you and didn't that it's know not that. always sunny and 30. It's not always sunny and 30. Seems to me, though, whenever you're somewhere, though, like wherever you are, yeah. When in a holiday context, bro, this fucking chair feels like it's wet. Wet? Yeah, but like it's not, but it feels like it the way it's this shirt sitting. Anyway, um, every time you're on holiday, yeah. it feels like it's sunny and 30. It was sunny and 30. It was fucking sunny and 30, and it was glorious. Right. And our good friend Jack Harstale, obviously up there, he doesn't mind a rip and a tear. Yeah. Good to see him. Mm. Good to see him. Too long. Too long. Too long between drinks with me old mate. Like you said, Inspired Boys are up there. Shout out to Callum. Callum nipped us onto the list. No fucking lining up. No dilly-dallying. No getting down to Auto Alley. None of that bullshit. Straight in. Mm. Callum Wishart, resting 10 phase. Resting 10. The resting 10, the, the hottest of the Wishards. All the Wishards are hot pieces of ass. Callum. No, Callum number one. He's number one. Number one in our hearts. Shout out to you, bro. See you on Friday. Um, great trip, though, mate. Good for the soul, good for the mind, good for the spirit. Obviously, ce- celebrating the one year with the Miss A. Also, celebrating her birthday. So that a lot of fun. celebration. Yeah, there was a lot of celebration. Yep. A lot of celebration. Did you do much ripping and tearing? Like, did you do any ripping and tearing? Or was one it day of ripping and tearing. Saturday was ripping and tearing, yeah. Okay. Long lunch into a ripping and tearing. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, it was like little bits of ripping and tearing, but yeah, pretty, pretty good. Mm. I would just drink cocktails all day. That's, yeah. All fucking day long. Like, would start getting going around 11 probably. That's when I'd start start working into my to my first cocky and it would just be cocktails all day from that point yep good Wor- food and worth, cocktails worth noting a, a conversation that you and I had had on Friday mm. I was also getting into my cocktails then but a conversation that you and I had basically about D or Dave owing one of the great apologies to the pina colada generally 
the the pina colada when done right punters and dribblers when made correctly is insanely good like these fucking coladas i was i was riven into up there were the stuff of legend mm. the first one i had came out in this like very tall glass as they really should be and it is ice cold the glass and it's got coconut foam spilling out of the glass tom you get the straw in there and you take this thing to, to, to Pound Town. A silver metal straw as well, like a bit wider, just to give you some fucking... Well, because you also, you want to enjoy it. You don't want that thing. Obviously, you don't want the turtle killers. Mm. And then you don't want those paper ones that will melt. One suck through that bastard and the fucking liquid starts coming out the side of it. And they're hopeless. Yep. I don't want to kill turtles. I'm, I'm against it. I don't believe in the killing of turtles, punters and dribblers. But let's all admit. Let's all be honest with ourselves. Those fucking... Paper straws are shit ass. Yes. Awful. You got well, you just gotta pound them real. You basically have to just mainline whatever you're drinking in a second. You gotta skull it in the yeah. first thing, because yeah. you won't get past two sucks. No. Also in there, Tom, coconut flakes. This guy. Now big apology. He admitted as much that he that he made a pretty shit pina colada. I didn't realise how shit it was until I was reminded of greatness. I was pretty I was like, this thing's pretty shit. And then he had another crack at it and I'm like, this ain't much better. But I didn't want to go too hard on the man who does look pretty sunburnt for God's had COVID. I, I just noticed that. You know what I mean? Like he looks like Now obviously according to Joe Rogan, sun's good for it. Um, you know, a bit of vitamin D. But Dio Dave looking mighty fucking tan for a guy that's been hauled up in bed, don't you reckon? He doesn't look tan. He looks, well, red. He looks red. I know. I got I got very sunburned. It wasn't while I was at COVID. It was yesterday. I was at Cassie's work Christmas party. Uh, we were out in a boat on the harbour, which may sound like a lot of fun and really good. And it was. I enjoyed myself. But it yeah, was what you also, say here because we've got a boat party coming up. Oh, no. Don't worry. Yeah. You, you need not worry about this thing overshadowing yours. This one, kids were invited. Oh, the people yuck. who work with her brought their kids along. Etch. So, yeah. yeah, we've got a strict no kid policy on our boat party. Yep. Uh, I needn't explain why. No. Now, have you? I don't remember hearing an apology to Panicoladas in there, or did I? Did, did I miss here? No, 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 no. I was, I was gathering up the courage. So, to to Panicoladas out there, to mm. all Panicoladas, not just the brilliant ones like Eddie had, but the good ones which still stand above mine. I would like to express my deepest... Pina colada's past, present and emerging as well. Past, present and emerging. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to express my deepest <laughs> and sincerest apologies to you for the shocking job I did at representing you on the um, global scale that yeah. is this podcast. Yeah, you fucking let him down in a big way. Um, anyway, that is what it is. I'm prepared. You accept an apology and you move on. You right? do. That's what else can you do? No. We're not, we don't want him to fucking lose his job over it. No. We're not cancel culture here. David fucking sacked someone for, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for, for, for you fucking know, up a pina colada. For fucking one up. Yeah. For, you know, inflicting horrors on poor old pina coladas. Yeah. Lucky for Dave, we're not like that. Now, I mean, I do, pro it's probably worth asking Dave as well, how fucking rattled were you by our replacement deal, Dave? Oh, Was there a bit of concern there? Was there, was there, did you become overwhelmed with dread? I did a little bit. I was worried, but, you know, Cooper's a great man. I would be so lucky to be replaced by a man of his stature. But, you know, he has greatness. He had greatness at the Storm. But much like him in this seat, that is now gone. That's yeah. now passed. Wow. So, okay, there you go. Yeah. Comes back strong there. Listen, you got to respect it. He sort of laid it down a bit there, didn't yeah. he? Held deal, Dave, mm. of laying it down, fam. Laying it down. Not threatened by uh, Cooper Jones. Sure, well, keep that energy. Imagine You'll need it. Cooper punching on. 
That'd be a good that'd for be the a, seat. For the seat, that would be a throw down for the seat. Yeah, the seat down. A beat for the seat. Beat a man. Anyway, we know how that'd go. Um, how are you, mate? You're all right, mate. I'm you good. Hold the fort without me. Yeah, I did. I did hold the fort. So you ate two ducks. Well, I didn't eat two ducks. <laughs> I had one duck. Tobler had one duck. Right. I thought you. I thought you were. I thought you'd had two ducks. My dream has never been to eat two ducks. Let me just have that on the public record. My dream. And a dream it was, and a dream it technically still remains, is to eat a whole duck. But I wanted it to be like a fucking whole duck. Not chopped up, just the duck there, properly roasted. I'll take that duck, thank you, sir or madam, from the store. And then have it laying there in front of me, have the pancakes there, the little other shit you put in there, the plum sauce. Get to get get about my and a really sharp knife and just get to work. They sent us two ducks. All chopped up, so it just didn't feel the same. Mm. It's not the. It's not the. It's, it's not, not your dream. No, it's not what I envisioned. And also, you, I, I remember your dream involving you and the duck alone. Well, either me and the duck alone. I will just so you could then sort of. Well, like you know, there's no sort of like, you don't have to see me in that sort of a state, and it was a state I was in afterwards. But then I've also Streety's also got designs on doing it one day with me as well. But maybe it's maybe you, you know you got to climb Everest alone sometimes, and maybe that's maybe that's about me and my personal journey. I don't. You know. don't need a Sherpa to eat a duck. I don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Although it might be advised, given it is, it's a tough slog. Was it? What was the toughest part about it? Getting the fucking meat off the bones. That was a bit of a pain in the. They're arms. bony as fuck ducks. They dude. are they're not like also, chickens. No, in but that way. They're, they're bony as fuck. But having them all chopped up meant that you didn't. You couldn't rely on, like, the structural integrity of the corpse of the duck to, like, shred meat off it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, with the little bones that they've just chopped up, I've now really got to, like, fucking hold onto this bit to rip that Finicky. bit. Finicky, yeah. So it was a bit of a pain in the ass. It was after the first container, Tupperware container of duck, you're going a half would have done, just in terms of satiating the appetite. Yeah. You get into the second one... Yes, it's now like we're getting into like cold duck territory. Yeah. Well, how long did it take you to get through this thing? Did it come hot or did it come? It came hot, but it didn't come piping like your fresh duck hot. It probably took like half an hour. It was pretty warm. Yeah, the first half. Oh, I'd say about twenty for the first half. The how long do you reckon the whole escapade half. took? From you know, from probably another beak to tail. Probably thirty-five to forty. Yeah. First forty half minutes of chomping down, and then yeah, yeah. It's not. It's all right. I don't feel like duck for a while. You've, you've, for, you've scratched that itch. Yeah, except not completely. Again, I in the video I remark about Conor McGregor and his fucking he envisaged sitting on the cage holding up two belts. They didn't have a second belt. Like I envisaged a whole duck. I didn't envisage some Tupperware container filled with duck. So you you thought that you were going to get Uber Eats a full duck. Look, call me stupid. Call me crazy. In hindsight, I am both of those things. But yes. From which, from where'd you get it? I don't remember. I mean, I can show. That's now. complete madness. Yeah, it is. No, for it you is. To, 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 for you to think that you would get the whole thing. I wonder if you could ask. Just next time, don't chop this thing up. Just put it in a plastic bag for me. I and, said wrap and it run in the it towel. Over. Just bring it around. You because but you might lose nice oils to the towel then. Paper towel, you're probably going to as well. But you know the paper towel isn't gonna. You know the towel isn't gonna break off. Paper towel, you're gonna be picking bits of fucking paper towel anyway. Um, that happened, dude. That was a dream, a goal of sorts ticked off. 
Friday came around though, and me and the darling wife had a, a big old concert we were going to Friday night. Teskey Brothers, shout out to them. You I went to a concert. Went to a concert at the Horton Pavilion, but during the day went and caught up with a mate. Had a couple of cocktails. I don't, it was a hot. It was a hot as fuck day. Went for, it's like thirty five on Friday. For the golf, yeah. Fucking hell, we get some good golf days, don't we? Like good Fuck weather. Thirty five is not good. That's too hot. That's but too, like, well, hopefully it cools off a pinch. We'll see. Th- th- by the time we're playing, that's like primo. Yes, heat. mate. I know. We need to almost get some like fucking water pistols or some shit. I don't know if that's going to help, but something you can just like. Anyway, I have a couple of cocktails with lunch. I hadn't really eaten a whole lot. Hot day. Cheese platter, techies with my mate. Go to meet Steph in the city, Ryan's bar. Holy fuck. First day of December, you could you could feel the energy. You can feel the energy in the air at the moment. No one gives a fuck about anything. Anyway, we have and a couple. they cu- won't until the 1st of Feb. Yep. Couple more drinks. Go to some Italian restaurant in the city where all mum and dad are out. We're going to fucking, we're going concerting tonight. You know what I mean? Where we're just, we just get to be two people enjoying an event as opposed to mum and dad chasing around children, which I know that many of you will be able to relate to. Have a fucking lovely Italian feed, couple more cockies, get to the event way too early because we're keen being losers who have kids. And it was like, it starts at 7.30, got to get there. We're like, We're time to get there. We got there at 7.30. When the doors open. That's the fucking... Huge. But I didn't know. She's like, she's like they go on at 7.30. I'm like, fuck, that seems early, but whatever. This is perfect mum and dad time. I'll believe her. Get there. It's the opening act. Again, like, the Teskey Brothers sort of music is like pretty chill, right? But it's nice. It's good. But the opening act was... Talented, but snooze city, like fucking snooze city. Get in there, inside, it's dark. This chick's like lullabying us to sleep. We are fucking starting to get a bit drowsy in there. Like, hurry the fuck up. This chick doesn't finish till like eight o'clock. And we're like, all right, sweet, she's done. Teskey Brothers, no knocking them. I'm too fucking, like, I, I don't know... I don't think it should take you 45 minutes to get on stage after your fucking opening act finishes, but that's fine. I'm not a musician. Did you have a trendy outfit on? No. I just was, I mean, like what? Like they dress like I'm fucking going well, to I'm just wondering, party. I'm just Well, I'm just wondering what what a man who's 34 wears to a concert. Oh, like as in I'm wearing like black leather sort of shit. Well, like, really cool. were you like were you trying to fit in? No, no, no. Listen, hey, you know, I've got a long storied history in the music industry of this nation, you know, given that I was a performer myself, so I, I know how to play it cool there. Like there's no okay. Played there's no cool. there. Played it real cool. No, I was just checking. Um, just checking. We have to wait 45 minutes for the for even a, a whiff of the Teskey Brothers. We're standing in there, so nothing happening. Nothing happening in there. People are feeling. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Credit to you. Great. Love you. Don't want to shit on your Teskey Brothers because I'm a fan. But fuck me, dead. 45 minutes. Does that seem like a long time to just be standing there waiting for these cunts to come on? Well, I would have thought there'd be something in the middle of that. No, that's them Two like... Two warm-ups. One warm-up. The 45 minutes is them like sound checking, getting all the shit ready. I'm like, surely we're fucking a bit snappier here. I don't know though. Maybe 45 minutes of sound check? 45 minutes to get... Well, like not even sound check. They would have already done that before anyone came in. We're, we're, we're sitting with a couple of big gig guys. 45 so maybe minutes we can get... To wait from the, op- the act, opening act to the fucking main That's event. pretty standard. Yeah. There we go. There like, we go. You go have a piss, get a drink. There we go. You were there too early, too, bro. Too, oh, too no, old. I, no, no, we were definitely there too early and definitely too old. 
listen, Tessie Brothers finally eight forty five gets on. Pretty uh, standard. Hits. Mate, I'm out I'm long time out of the game. I'm accepting that. Trust me, it gets worse, Eddie. <laughs> Does it? Three songs in. We start falling asleep in the mosh pit. We fucking bounce. We go, fuck this, dude. I'm too tired. Get out of here. First song starts. We're like, we start leaning on each other, like fucking getting drowsy. Like, we are fucked. And I don't, oh my God. I don't, I don't want to be the oh first one to say God. it. I don't want to be the first one to say it to Steph because I'm like, I don't want to be like, let's go home. So what are concert. we here? We're fucking 8.15. No, 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 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. <laughs> But but so the whole so eight o'clock the the first act finishes you got forty five minutes during that forty five we're like leaning on each other like oh like yawning out of control so you were standing in there waiting why didn't you get a drink and go sit down because we didn't know when the fuck they were coming on now, you could have googled it we definitely could or you could have just, just heard them listen all and of then these walked things back in the Orton's tiny all of these things are completely reasonable we we try what? and grind it out. We're not thinking straight. Are you drinking or are you just standing there? I couldn't drink anymore. I would have fucking died. We'd had too many drinks, I think, as well. Yeah, but that's when no, you've no, got to no. keep drinking, otherwise you're, otherwise you're fucked. No, but there's a period there where it's like, yeah, you know, you've, you can also be too fucked for what you're doing. Also, we were standing. It was, a, it was a chaos, dude. And by chaos, I mean just two tired parents. Three songs in. We, initially, we were like, if they aren't on by fucking nine, we're out of here. I'm not, I'm not fucking standing around. I get on 8.45. Then three songs in, we are like leaning on each other just like this in the fucking thing. And we both are like, I can't do it. Like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm, I'm enjoying them, but I'm not enjoying just standing here. So we just walk the fuck out of the security. He's like, where are you guys going? We're going home, dude. We're fucked. They're like, now? They're like, they just started. I'm like, I know. We can't, we're fucking absolutely fucked. So when I went to bed and I'm like, best decision I ever made. When I was, when I was hauled up in bed, I'm like, the concert would still be going right now. I'd still be standing there. We were both just like fucking high five. Get me to sleep. Fuck it, dude. It's too tough sometimes. Jesus Christ. It's too tough. You have, you have crossed a threshold, my friend. You are, you're fucking gone now. You know what, dude? I can't even see you anymore, no, bro. Listen. There's, you're over the horizon. You're gone. There's, there's, a, there's a reality. Where are you? There's a reality to this fucking parenting business, which you eventually just got to get used to. And it's just like, you, ha- you can't fight it. You can fight it a little bit and you can fight it in moments, but there are times when you just can't fight it. And if you're fucked, all you're going to do is make yourself more fucked. I was still tired all weekend. I got home at like 9.30. was in bed Friday night. You're slept a, it off. You're a matinee guy now. I think I'm a matinee. You're a matinee guy, I'm a matinee dude. guy. You're 100%. Yeah, straight matinee up matinee show. guy. Get me in there. What's that, like 4.30? 4 o'clock, baby. 4 o'clock. You're out of there by 6, what, 6 o'clock? Dude, you're done. You're home you, time. I would actually fucking love a matinee show. <laughs> What's that's what it's there for, mate? For young parents doing their best. Yeah. So we trying, to, trying to stay young and hip and, and, and trendy, but... But are acutely aware of the pitfalls of the fucking nine o'clock start time. Yep. It'll fuck you up. Now my weekend was uh, look. At also, that- it's that's the Australian way as well. Like we were with a fucking a lovely Spanish man on the weekend who was giving us a lift somewhere, and he was like, "I can't get over how fucking early you can't see dinner." Mm. He's like, "Mate, ten thirty, eleven o'clock, stock standard where I'm from." He's like, the restaurants don't open till seven. And I love that, even though clearly I'm not up to it. But like, I much more, I much prefer that as like a lifestyle. I loved but, that in Europe. But they're, but they're big siesta people as well. Right? They, so they, and I, it's all, you know, it's I'm starting to get, I'm starting to nod off at work every fucking other day. I'm getting my siesta energy. I'm in my siesta era. 
You know what I mean? I fell asleep on the couch again after the duck. That's because you skip breakfast and your insulin's fucking skyrocketing <laughs> and you're falling off a cliff. That's a different story. Yeah, that is. That's a different that story. That is a different story. But I'm definitely in my snooze. But you've got I think what I'm trying to say is you've got to you've got to embrace your inner Spaniard. Yeah. If you're gonna start going the big lift and, and you know, staying out past nine o'clock. What are you gonna do on Friday, mate? At the go, are you gonna go home when we're finished? No, I reckon I'll be right. Or is that a different energy when you with your old mate? You fucking Well You behave yourself. Well, I've got to behave myself. I'm saying when you're with me, you behave appropriately and you have a bit of a crack. But then when you're with well, no, your lovely wife, you're sort of like, it's more, and it's it's two parents together. Well, there's certainly that. It's two parents like together who aren't necessarily charging. But again, it's the environment. It was a fright, like that, it was a perfect storm there. I had a couple of, a couple of mugs, early doors, you know, and a tequila before. And like, so I was getting a bit like drowsy from the booze, but then you eat fucking a big... Glorious Italian dinner. So you fucking smacked yeah, yourself smacked out. Smacked myself out with lamb ragu, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that'll <laughs> yeah. get you. Lamb ragu will get anything. That'll man. fucking fool you. Man. Punters and dribblers, as always, we are brought to you by the primo betting platform of this great nation of ours, and that's Ned's. Big fans of Ned's. We love Ned's. They uh, have been huge supporters of us, huge supporters of everything we do over here, and we love them. Now, Eddie, if you're a punter or a dribbler and you want to engage with the community on Ned's, how you doing? It's very, very simple. Either you can follow Tom and I, even Tobler if you're a loser, you can follow our profiles in the Ned's profile section, but I think a greater use of your time is to join the About Even group, under groups. Now, the code to get in is Dribbler. If it's not Dribbler, it's Dribblers. Forgive me. There you can follow all our tips. Me, Shebos, Gurus, Burmos, sometimes Tobler, but again, who cares about him? It's a great community environment where we tip winners, we tip losers, mostly learners, losers, but sometimes winners. That's it. Shout out to Neds. Now, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, you voted with your, with your mouths, and Good Day has been popular with you all so far. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, got around it, sampled it, tried it. But there's plenty more to go around, and we, we, we believe in this thing, the daily multivitamin, and we think you all should have a go. There's more gullets to be pounded. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at the gullets of this nation, not enough gullets... Full of good day. That's right. For mine. Well, listen, we see it. We we see we see gullets that need to be filled, and we are in the business of filling gullets. I'll say this, Ed. We've been on it for a while now, and it helps uh, with mental clarity. It helps with energy throughout the day. Uh, it helps with liver cleanliness and function. Which we, I health. know, I know. There's a shitload of you that need that. There's I a know shitload of you out there. for a fact. You need a good scrub of the internals. Correct. I know that. For we sure. know it. now. If you already got your own multivitamin that you're taking, don't bother changing. We're not asking you to change. But if you can you, if you want. You can, but you don't have to. But if you do nothing, if you do nothing for your health, then you've got to start somewhere. Now, if it's a run for you, that's great. But your nutritional health is something that we all fucking ignore. Good day is an opportunity for you to make smart decisions. The least you can do is a little good day. Use the code dribblers for 20% off, punters and dribblers. 20% off. It's our gift from us to you. BeGoodHealth.com.au Now, Sunday, Edward. So Steph's family, very religious. And like not in like a God will smite you down religious, but more like a European, like they're just religious, right? Like, you know. Sure. 
So that Steph's mum is like, and my family not religious at all. Steph's mum was desperate to get him fucking christened. I don't want. I'm like, I'm not anti anything, but I'm not a religious guy, right? And I'm like, I don't want it. What you got the girls christened? They got christened on Sunday. Oh, you doubled them up. Yeah, bang bang. Now I said to Steph for the start, I go, I want like this to be as low impact on my life as possible. Like I'm happy to do it. That's fine. But respectfully to anyone who's out there who does it, like you can have whatever tradition you want. It means absolutely nothing to me. So I'm just like, I don't want to make it a thing. Anyway, that parked there. For respect to all of you christened people. I'm Chris. I was Chris. There you go. Respect. Thanks. Um, and it was like, basically, I don't know if I'm allowed to give too much of it away because there's like all these dumb rules around like you can only really get christened in a place in like the church of where you're living. That did not happen for us are you worried that like this is gonna the big ch- big church is gonna come and revoke my revoke and- revoke my children's christening hood anyway i'm just fuck that's all what that is what it is it happened it was quick and easy like bing bang boom fucking done chris and get out of there but i was sitting in fucking church yesterday for like the preamble like the mass you fell asleep no i didn't <laughs> fall asleep but i had like a business idea and it doesn't just have to be for church it's for anything. It's a bit on the nose though. So like work with me here, but I think it could work. And it's mainly for dudes who are fucking forced into situations they don't necessarily want to be on when there's something on. So there was fucking Biff's on yesterday. There was the golf on yesterday. Um, and I really didn't want to, I really wanted to be consuming that while I was in church, but I think it's a little bit fucking how you're going to have some ear pods in. Would you agree? In church. In church. It's probably a little on the nose, yeah. And like at one point they're in there and they're like, everyone get down on your knees to pray. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. But I was one. Down on your knees? So everyone needs to get off the seats on their knees. What church were you in? Some like a, like what Catholic, religion? Is it Catholic that get christened? Well, Catholics get baptized. Christening is. Oh, that's what it was. It was baptized. What the fuck? Who's baptized? Yeah, baptizing is one of the seven sacraments in the Catholic Church, but christening happens in other branches of Christianity as well. Who's baptized? So Catholic. Right. Anyway, whatever. Business idea. Obviously, you can't have um, earpods in. I was sitting there going, fuck it, it'd be good if I had like a hearing aid right now that was just earpods that look like a hearing aid and you just tuck that behind the ear. Again, if you've got hearing aids, I'm not making funny. I'm just saying here's a good opportunity here for someone not to get angry at me while there's golf on mm. or like biffs. Yep. Just whack on some hearing aids. Yep. One or two, depending on if you want to go the double ear. Yep. And it just feeds straight down into your ear. Obviously, it doesn't. Well, hearing aids just sit in mm. as opposed to the cochlea, which is like the full. I think you need the full. Because why? Because if you've got something in your ear, that could still be misconstrued. I think you need to get the bigger the better. The more obvious it is, the less anyone's going to say. Right, me. right. I I like where your head's at. A couple of holes. Okay. Out the gates. Yeah. This would work, I think, if you were by yourself and you weren't with anyone that you knew, because you could be like, well, you know, I'm going the cochlear route today. Pretending like, you know, I've got a cochlear implant. Mm. Shout out Australian company, Australian invention. Is it? Australian know-how. Uh, Australian ingenuity mm. and innovation. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd probably be okay with it. But then that the begs a, a broader question as to why, for example, you'd be in church by yourself 
going the cochlear route. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing it with family, like say you're at a, the christening or the baptize, baptism of your children yesterday, it's, I think it's probably going to be difficult to explain to your family that you require a cochlear implant. Yes, but <laughs> that's a good hole. It's a good hole. Let me let me try and because obviously this is like I'm on Shark Tank right now, and I just need to explain my billion dollar idea. Now, what if, like me yesterday, I was not forced into church, but like as in I was just going there to make up the numbers, right? Like I didn't, and my wife knew that. Yep. Can well, I? You were, there, you were there to support your daughters and your wife. Yeah, sure, but like again, it was it's, it was a thing that's for for her, right? So I was there for my wife yep. and her family. That's right. That's how you put it. But she knows I'm not there to fucking hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> so, do you think you could potentially swing it that way? Yeah, listen, I'm here. This is going to be great, but just at least for the sermon bit, I might just whack the cochlear on <laughs> because I want to see how Min Woo's doing. And then the phone comes out, I'd imagine, as well. Well, no, you'd have that on as you walk in. You'd have that on in the pocket, so you're hearing it. You're just hearing the audio. You're just hearing the audio. Right, okay. And so you think that that it's about optics for other people. Correct. So your family know... That I'm a piece of shit. That you're a piece of shit. Yes. And that Min trumps all. Well, that Min Woo making a charge to back-to-back wins. Yeah, yeah. Min Woo trying to do the elusive double. That's the yes. PGA into the Australian Open punters and drillers. So is his sister Min G... Uh, Min, Min Lee going for his own piece of Australian golfing history. Yes. And they know that you're that way inclined. You think that they'd feel much more comfortable if you flip the cochlear on. So at least then people you don't know. Don't, like, because I couldn't bring the phone out. If you're going to fucking bring the phone out, you may as well just have AirPods. The thing about the cochlear is it doesn't come off. Well, so you'd need to. you'd, well, you'd be, be wearing it all You'd need sermon, to, you'd right? need to you'd need to get out of the car with the cochlear on. Yes, you know. No, I mean? it's you. You come in prepared here. Mm. I would imagine you're already listening to it. <laughs> you just it just it's on. Yeah. Now, when the baptism starts, just hit a little button. Connected like any Bluetooth speaker would. We well, can just yeah. Just pauses it. Well, there's a pause and a and a, a pause and a mute function. Yes. Noise cancelling. Of course. I think that goes without saying. Have you got two cochlears? Well, that you definitely could. Now, can you beat this out, Dave, or Tobler, when you're editing? The only problem I do also see is that... (laughs) 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 To really pad this ruse, you know? Um, <laughs> fraught with danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highly risky. Yeah, just bleep that and bleep my mouth. Highly but risky. But keep it in. Highly but risky. bleep it out. Yeah. Highly risky. Now, listen, I understand that. Listen, I know where you, I like. I like where your head's at, Tom. I like that you're you're looking for solutions. Yeah, to problems in in, in a in a world riddled with problems. You know, your front foot in this thing. Uh. You feel like you know it's important for you to be there. Physically, but not in spirit. I don't have to be there mentally. And, yeah, and so how do you hide that? How do you get around it? Yeah. I don't mind it. I think it's probably a tough sell, generally speaking. Yeah. I'm but, surprised no one's actually done it But it's it better than falling asleep, you could argue. <sighs> Which there's no 
doubt that could have happened. Because men could keep you up. Oh, yeah, fuck Men it. will keep you up. Men will keep you up and engaged. Kid could play. Before we get into the actual sport, did you see the video that Finichario made last week? Did you ever uh, get to see it? No, I didn't watch it. I assumed as much. So we're going to play it now for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to make a decision, but there is a compelling element to it. And so this is Nilsson, the Nova Castrian, a dribbler from day one, with no baggy green. And so this is Nilsson, from Love Triangle, he wore a midnight blue. Him a baggy green. A very merry Christmas and happy new year. Let's get recognition for one of our So this is Nelson. in the fuck is all of this shit <laughs> <laughs> like what is doing I know I, I, know. I respect it yeah. I respect the fucking push I really do mm. what obviously what it, they've called on us to, to make a decision at Christmas time that's what it feels like that's what it feels like I guess the question I'd ask is like what are we giving it to him for though like services to dribble and yarn is that what it have to be because I mean that's we have given that out before Plenty of them are. Aren't they? Sort of technically? Or is his more... Like, because his content's pretty good. Is it consistent? Like, he got a post up there the other day that pumped. Yes, he did. I'm not going to fucking tell a fib punters and dribblers, like, there's a lot of shit that goes into the group, so I'm not always like... I'm not counting. I don't keep a tally at home of how much you've done. No, we don't. He's not in the top ten... 
Not nearly in the top. He's 10, not in the he? top ten, but that's like the punters and dribblers page alone. Is that is that all? And again, I'm playing Nilso advocate here, but like, you know, obviously the punters and dribblers page is uh, you would uh, maybe the battleground where they all sort of you know take each other on and talk shit, and you know, the uh, marketplace of ideas wins wins out ultimately. But like you know, Nilso has contributed beyond that world. He has. He's be, he's become a character in the world, and I yep. respect Nilso's work. Is it one of those like Joe Rogan had a brown belt for fucking ten years type situation? Like, does a man need to wait? Yeah. Does he need to without having one like clear defined? But then, like, what did we give the key? What do we give it to Key and T Dribbler for? Is that just that was fucking time in the saddle? Like, he didn't do, an, and I'm just using him as an example, he didn't do one outstanding thing. It well, was, it was time in the saddle. It was like, it was consistent way yeah. of runs yeah. that was kicking T-related. Yeah, and since he's received that, he hasn't completely fallen off the face of a cliff at all by any means. He still contributes, still leaves dribbles and stuff. But does he do vastly more than Nilso? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I don't have visibility on it. Now, I don't... You guys have no deciding factor in this at all, David and Tobler, but just I just it would I'm interested in your thoughts. I would say I'm I'm pro Nilso. Same. Why? Interesting. Did you do you want to give us any background or you just say things around here? I think uh, he epitomizes like dribble and yarn. Especially with his work in what's new in the castle this year. Yep. Um, Reasonable points. So, so his presence at the Hacker Major was. Um, oh, he's immense. Very he's good important. at the Hacker Major. He was great at the Hacker Major. He's been doing the damn thing for probably longer than I have, and Tobler. Yep. Um, and I think you know, as his own public profile grows, I think that he would be a good addition to the eleven to have public someone profile. representing public. Okay, his public profile. Yeah. Interesting. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's got a. I mean, he gets around the community. He's a community guy. Oh, listen, he's got a in the in the dribbler world. He is as big as it gets. Yes. Plus, even outside of the dribbler world, I would you know, call he's that a, a public profile. He's a he's a fiery. He's he's a hero in our community as well. He he's is. a great community he's a first man. responder. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you're making reasonable fucking points. Uh, you're going to have to check back in on Thursday for a, for an answer for a yeah. result because I'm going to have to sleep on it. Yeah. I don't like to be like blindsided and backed and into forced a corner to make a decision no. on the spot. No. It's not how it's not how I like to operate, but you can you can bet your bottom dollar there'll be an answer on Thursday. Correct. Is that reasonable? I think it's reasonable. More than reasonable. I think it's more than reasonable. Fucking dribbly video though. Very good. And listen, Finichario is great. Why is Finichario a baggy green member? Things like that, right there. That's already the best Christmas car we've had comfortably. <laughs> Although he's already got a green. So no, exactly. I mean, it's fine. He'd win one for that. He would. Well, he could have. He's already got one. So so he can't. But. But that's why he's got one. You're just answering the... We're answering our own... Question as to what's baggy greenworthy words, what's not. Finichario, you know. Did you see the subliminal kicks out out of the comp in that video Yeah, I did. Well? Flash stuff. Yep. It's all right. Um, um, Thursday. Nilsa, you'll, yeah. know your tr- you'll know your fate, You'll mate. know your fate. There's a there's There's, there's, a, there's, a bit, there's, there's something a bit I want to talk about. What is it? Because i got something I want to talk about too. What did you make of... Mitchell Johnson's comments. God, I'm glad we're still dialed in, buddy. After all these years, we're still fucking living in each other's brains. I've got a couple of things to think about, Mitch. Now, for those that you don't know, living under a rock, potentially, then metaphorical or otherwise, of course. 
I'll read it out to you. Mitchell Johnson came out in the paper, the West Australian, whatever it's called, and basically took a shot at David Warner and his farewell tour this summer, George Bailey of selector fame of contributing zero runs in the 5 nil Ashes route in... 2014 fame. Of, of, oh, I could have fucking played his role. Of anyone in the country, respectfully, George could have played his role because he didn't get any runs. Although I think maybe one over in Sydney where he hit like the highest, the most amount of runs in an over ever. Yeah. Whatever. The, job job, was job done. done. The job done runs. The, the job was, no, the job was already done. Runs. No, no, that's what I mean. Job was done runs. Now that's, so Mitchell Johnson has come out and shit all over David Warner and George Bailey about this farewell tour. There are some quotes that he's about to read to you that are, Pretty fucking intense. Also, I think it's worth noting right now, the Mitchell Johnson that we know of 2013-14 fame, fierce Mo Mitchell Johnson, he's now a top-knot guy, and I don't know whether they're the same people anymore. Just just want to put that out there. I think that I think that's 100% uh, worth putting out there, but I just... Let's just read the comments. But you're absolutely right. If The man... The man saying this has a top knot now. So just... Just take that with a grain of salt. Take that with a grain of salt. Now, the code I've got here is, as we prepare for David Warner's farewell series, can somebody please tell me why, Johnson wrote, why a struggling test opener gets to nominate his own retirement date and why a player at the centre of one of the biggest scandals in Australian cricket history warrants a hero send-off? Johnson went further, shredding Warner over his involvement in the infamous bull tempering scandal that earned the 37-year-old a 12-month ban. Although Warner wasn't alone in San Gate, he was at the time a senior member of the team, someone who liked to use his perceived power as a leader, Johnson wrote. Now, the way he's going out is underpinned by more of the same arrogance and disrespect to our country. What will fans bring for Warner? Bunnings would sell out of sandpaper. <laughs> Now, Holy shit. Oh, shit, sorry. Shit. His attack on Warner comes two years after his savage Pat Cummins in the newspaper column amid the fallout from Justin Langer's exit as Australian coach. Whole, like... He's got... That is, that is a punchy... That's as punchy a, a quote as you are likely to read this yeah. summer. It seems, again, different guy, different hairstyle. I, I almost don't want to think of them as the same people. But... Like, to come out and bring out bring up sandpaper again, like, I know that the sentiment for David Warner is, you know, you can see, you could walk down the street and, like, two sides of the street may have multiple, like, vastly different opinions of the man, right? Mm-hmm. We've obviously had him in here. He's a friend. He's different. He's, he's, but I understand that you may not like David Warner. Divisive, polarising figure. Oh, he's fucking divisive. But. It seems like a little unnecessary to bring up sandpaper again in the like, don't give him a send off. He was in sandpaper. Do you not? I want to take it a step before that, Tom, and address him. Uh, Johnson's uh, upset that he seems to have announced a retirement date. Doesn't that, isn't that how people retire? No, but what he's saying is. For someone like Warner, who's so out of form in the test arena, to be able to say, okay, well, this is when I'm going to retire, when he's basically saying, you probably shouldn't be in the side anyway. I get that sentiment from people. I do. And I get the like, we need to, you know, I think even Jared Waitley of Doesn't Get Memes fame 
was even said something earlier in the like last couple of weeks where he was like, you know, are we planning for the next fucking generation or the next opener to come in? Or are we just like wasting this summer on Warner's like farewell tour? You know, like saying, could we could, could we move Travis Head up and fuck Warner off and then you fit Cam Green in the side who's now been replaced by Mitchell Marsh. There's someone even said Marnus up to fucking open. I don't know, but like... Well, I think... Or you're just giving Dave the farewell run. It's fine to be like, should Warner be given the farewell run? Like, I, that's, a, that's a reasonable question. I don't have any issue with that question. But to be like so fucking angry in the way you're doing it. Now, I love it because as Crash Craddock pointed out, there's fuck all going on this summer and this is a kind of litter torch under the bumhole of the summer. It's got everyone tongues wagging. And the, he almost said, I think Crash was like, this article almost proves why Warner has to be in the team because it's a fucking talking point. Well, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a tongue on the bum of the summer. Mm. A spicy tongue on the bum a of the summer. spicy tongue because sometimes you might not like that tongue, but sometimes you might love it. Well, it's a tongue with some Tabasco on it. That's exactly right. E, I just think that... What do I think here? I, th- <laughs> I just I got myself in a knot, punters and dribblers. Obviously, I've come back from holidays and I've still got fucking cocktails by the pool in the mind mm-hmm. because I would be indulging right now, and at the yeah. moment I'm not, no. and it's thrown me off. The fucking like the sandpaper gate thing, for example. I bet you he doesn't say the same thing of Smudge Smith Johnson when that when it rolls around. I wonder. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to go as hard in the paint against fucking Warner as anyone. Also, there was other senior members of the team over there that got off scot-free. Every motherfucker in that change room would have known about Mm. it. You would have fucking been a part, and I'm just going alleged here, but based on what we've heard, whispers, Tom, that cheating's, like, rife as fuck. The way they was. The way they Everyone used to do stuff. Everyone used to do stuff. Bit of butt stuff, you know what I mean? Everyone used to do stuff. That's what we've heard. Stuff was done, people did stuff. The stuff we did was maybe a bridge too far, a step too far because it was so fucking brazen. But just that one of like, what would they bring for Warner's farewell? Bunnings would sell out of sandpaper. You're like, what? It's a bit bitchy. That's the most top knot comment in the whole thing. A bit bitchy. That's top knot, blue hair, D or Dave. Not no offense, Dave. Obviously, uh, but like, don't you reckon that's top knot shit? That's extremely top knot. Top knot. It's extremely top knot. He's turned this summer on its head with these comments, and I can't fucking get enough of it because the Mitchell Johnson I knew, Tom, was the guy with the big mo who steamed the fuck in and made English players retire, and then I really didn't hear from him. Until this moment now, where yeah. he re-emerges, mm. almost a rebirth of sorts. He's come from out of the cocoon, yeah. top knotted up with hectic opinions. Yeah, yeah. He he went into a serious cocoon and emerged a top knot, a denim top, spitting, top knot wearing, fucking blue hair, blue hairy. Dave. He's got. I'm getting blue hair energy from this. I don't know if any, I don't know his political way, leanings. Well, and this isn't a political. These aren't political comments. No, they aren't. But they've got top-knot energy and blue-haired energy. Yeah. That's all we're saying, Dave. So don't get upset. We're just saying that if you see people spitting this sort of venom, it's usually someone with blue hair. It seems like it's coming from the clouds. But also there's many people who have have remarked that basically since – well, it's actually – do we even read it there? Since um, 
the current side overthrew Justin Langer. Um, you know, Johnson, that's when Johnson came for Pat Cummins and shit. And all a lot of the older brigade fucking have just not been able to forgive for the fact that JL was shown the door and we've gone on to win the Test Championship and the uh, ODI World Cup and retain the Ashes. So it's probably not like the worst thing it's ever Well, been. it's not really warranted. No. But that sort of venom from Mitchell Johnson. Also, again, people remarked, and I don't remember this because my brain is very much deleting information that it doesn't need quickly, but Mitchell Johnson didn't take well to criticism as a player. Didn't handle it well. So for him to come out and just absolutely just pound David Warner's asshole. Oh, no, it's interesting because my 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 memory is that bowls to the left, bowls to the right, you know, Mitchell Johnson is bowling a shot, actually triggered the man to change his run-up mid-test. I don't know if the timing of those two are correct, but he definitely, he definitely got so... Rattled by the critiques. Rattled by critiques that he changed his run-up mid-test. Interesting decision from, from Mitch. What's also interesting, Tom, is that you could stand there and say that, he, you know, Mitchell Johnson's trying to defend JL, um, or that's what's triggered this sort of... Uh, reaction. Reaction in sorts to the current playing group. Did JL and Mitchell play any cricket together? Well, they're both played, West he, Australian. Yeah, but he played with David Warner, I'm reading here, for five years. Yeah. I don't think he would have played with JL, but I could be wrong. And not in tests, though. Certainly not. not, not certainly not. JL was a 2007 retiree, Exactly. Wasn't he? So 2013-14 Ashes Whitewash, they won the 2015 World Cup together. Like they play, they've played a lot of cr- a lot of cricket together. So now that doesn't come- mean much, though. You can fucking like not like a man. Yeah, but he also played with George gener- Bailey, who he's shitting on. But generally speaking, players that have played with each other will be less shitty on it. Yes. In the media. Yes. That's what I mean by that. So he, he'd said to George Bailey, he was like, or about George Bailey, of... Why do you go after George him? Bailey? Because he's a one of the main selectors. And he's like, the fact... He's like, maybe he retired... Maybe he got the job too quickly after retirement, so he's still too close with all the players. So he's prepared, He's allowed. He's allowing Dave Warner to go on this farewell fucking bus tour around the country, when really he should just be half fucking the country. Off. You know what I'm saying? Um, to which, and if you can scroll down, maybe there are quotes there from Bales of zero runs in an entire Ashes series fame. No. no, you'll find him somewhere else. He basically was just like, "Yeah, I've heard snippets of it. I hope he's doing okay." Yeah, which may speak to him being like... I've seen him with a top knot. Yeah. I hope everything's Since he's right. emerged from this new cocoon... Yeah. Well, since he's emerged from his cocoon into this brave new world. Yeah. Bit different. Can you... Um, Do you think, find a Tom, fo- Firstly, find that quote from uh, Bailey and then also um, top-knotted... Yeah. Yeah, I did just look it up. And so Justin Langer retired at the summer at the start of 2007... And Mitchell Johnson made his test debut at the summer at the end of 2007. Yeah, so, so JL retired in Sydney. They may have played like one test. JL yeah, retired I, in Sydney 2006. They didn't, even play they didn't one play test. test. There, yeah. you there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Do you think that David Warner has is deservant? Do I? Yes. I think you'll give him I think I'd give him one test, and if he doesn't play well, then I could understand him getting fucked off. Like if he plays like shit. 
I think he's I think he's done, he's been wonderful, but do I understand people like saying you probably don't get to call your shot here on this one because you're playing so badly, you know? He went all right in the in the one day World Cup, didn't he? One day is he's good, but he's not planning on retiring in one day. No, definitely. Can we get some stats around his testmanship? Yeah. Of late, of the last, let's say, two years. Mm-hmm. Are these? Can you see these quotes up here? Bailey raised concerns over Johnson's well-being when asked to react to the former fast bowlers' comments on Sunday. I've seen little snippets of it, Bailey said of Johnson's column. I hope he's okay. My only observation would be if someone could show me how being distant and unaware of what players are going through, what the plans are with their team and the coaching staff, how that's more beneficial, I'd be all ears. Which is not a bad point. It's not a bad point, but it's like the counterpoint to that would be that if you're too close, you can't make the tough decision. Because there's also, a, I think it was in, well, it was in Johnson's article, uh, he had he had remarked about how Bailey said when it came to Tim Payne's future after that whole scandal, um, he was fucking thrown out of the bloody woods. Yeah, he was. But Bailey said he's a very good friend of mine. I do not want to be involved in the decision making of this. So like, count me out of it. Um, and Johnson references that in his article, and then just goes courageous. You're like, fuck this guy is spitting some venom. Like, it's venomous. I'm just wondering where the anger's come from. And maybe that's why George is asking if he's okay. Can we find a photo of the top knot before is, I lose my shit? Before is, I start spitting venom. Do you, do you think that Johnson has come out of the cocoon with the top knot spinning venom because spin, venom's in his heart? Or do you think that he's maybe putting mayo on things to stand out in, um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a very crowded room? An increasingly... Uh, crowded media landscape wouldn't shock me. Would not shock me because um, this is the way to do it. There, maybe this is actually the way. To, it's a similar vibe to Kane Corns in the AFL. Who now his AFL career? I don't know. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't win a premiership flag. I don't know whether he was a fucking weapon AFL player or one of those ones who was good enough. But you know, like a a Mick Ennis played Origin. Was a premiership winner, was great, but he wasn't like Cameron fucking Smith or he wasn't Danny Badiris. He didn't play for Australia. Mm. But he's got like, again, I would say Ennis actually is probably bad because Ennis doesn't come out with like massively harsh opinions. Either way, I'm getting off track. Kane Corns is a motherfucker in that department. He will say fucking, he seems to say shit almost to be divisive sometimes. Uh, I wonder whether Mitch has taken that same tact. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Mate, that thing's look at that huge. Thing. That thing is huge. Now, the internet, obviously. Um, wow. What is that about, dude? <laughs> it's bold, punters and dribblers. If you haven't seen it, I'd, I suggest that getting onto the YouTube. That whole post is just about the top knot there, right? Look at that caption. What a day. Grateful. That's like, one of the worst photos I've ever seen in terms of... You're referencing a, a day that you're grateful for. But it's not of anything. You're looking out a window. You're squinting, which is throwing me off. There's like a car park behind He's you. taking that himself. He looks like he's on a train, maybe. No, I think he's in a school or a, or a... But, like, that's actually just awful for a multitude of reasons, right? Taking himself, clearly. He's turned side on. I think he's liking the, the way the top knot's coming on. 
Well, this like is a bush this is, that you're, you're nurturing and growing. This is this is a top knot photo. Yeah, it is. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It is just a top knot photo. It's all it is. It's all it was designed to be. Yeah. And he said to himself, "I can't come out and say what a day, what a top knot, which is what I want to say. So I'll lose the top knot part and let the, and let the the photo speak for itself." Grateful. Now, can we just quickly go back to his gram here? Because while we're here, we may as well just have a quick little peruse. Go back up. How many followers he got? 773,000. That's a fuckload. That's a shitload, ain't it? I mean, judging on the comments of this one, a lot of Indian fans. Well, that's how they... I mean, yeah, fucking Indians love cricket. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Mitch has... A A bit about him. Mitch has plenty about him. He has, though, Tom triggered a debate that you and I probably aren't uh, from a cricketing perspective across enough to have properly, which is what constitutes a farewell? What do you need to have done? Mm. What is what is a farewell? What does earning a farewell look like? If you've won everything there is to win in the game multiple times and you've fucking played a shitload of tests and got a shitload of centuries, is that enough? What is he on the list? He'd be third or fourth, fourth or fifth. Warner, yeah, no, he'd be top five. He wouldn't it, like you've got punter. Who got one? Smith. Who will get one? Steve War. Who got one? Matt Hayden. Who got? I don't know if he got one. He got one. Oh, did he get one? Maybe an Alan Border. Um, Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I don't. Where think, do you- I don't think you're getting one. I don't think you should get one for less than thirty test tons. Do you reckon that's pretty reasonable? If you're thinking from a batsman here. But again, how long, how far out of form do you have to be? When was the last time he scored a fucking century? Two years ago? So uh, his last century was a double ton against South Africa and Melbourne. So that wasn't even a year ago. So that was last summer. December 20, about a year ago almost. Yeah. And then then in England. So what were his scores in India and England? India weren't they weren't bad in England. India wasn't. So here we great. are. We've got so we've got twenty four and we've got twenty four and sixty, thirty two and twenty eight, four and one, sixty six and twenty five, nine and thirty six, forty three and one, fifteen and uh, injured, one and ten, and then before that ten and two hundred. Not great. Not horrific. What's, yeah, what's the overall, I mean. And then before that, he'd done fuck all. Yeah, he'd done fuck all. But oh yeah, the thing for me, there's a part, I can, again, I can understand why, why people are saying it. It's a reasonable conversation to have and thank Christ it's something to talk about. But there's no one in truly beating their dick to get in the side where you're like, this is the next man in. The only thing I would be happy for is if it was to move Tra- Trav up to the top. Yep. That's the only like if they were if they were to get him out and then bring in like Bancroft, I'd be like, oh, fuck, have we not done this? You know, little Marcus Harris. He, I think David legitimately, and this is a vibe thing, and that's all you'll get out of me. All you can come here for is vibe and honesty mm. and authenticity. He's right on the fence for me, where I'm like, I'm not really sure if he should absolutely be allowed to have a fucking send-off, or I'm like, absolutely no way. I'm, I, if you said to me, drop the cunt, he hasn't made enough runs after this first test, I'd go, yeah, righto, sure. B, 
But then if he gets one, if he doesn't score runs in the first two tests and we when we hang on to, to Sydney, I'm not going to be that concerned either. No. The, and listen, I, I'm going to be going to Sydney, so obviously there's an added, added element there and you know, that I'll and enjoy. You know, and, but know this. Know that if you hang around all Sydney, you'll probably score a ton there. He probably will. He's that sort of player. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest if he goes out there tons up in front of you and I. Probably for you and I, in part. Thank you for finishing that. I was going to was gonna Probably say. for you and I, oh, in be part. Very much, of course it would be for us. And that would be a nice nod to a couple of old friends of his that have been there for the journey. In England, dude. In England. Well, in India, he got 44 runs in the last test there. Is that right? No. So he got yeah. 43 yeah. and 1. Yeah, runs. 44. 43, 1. As in, no. As oh, in like total the, runs. Yeah, so that's, 43 and 1. Okay, so 43... In India, then in England he got a sixty-six, and another sixty. He no. got a couple of like he got a couple in the thirties. Like he got some thirty-six. He got some starts. Again, it's not like it's it almost you immediately sound like you're fucking trying to justify it, but that's not like holy fuck, drop him immediately territory. 30, Obviously, the 36, 36, 66, 4, 32, and sixty high scores in each of the tests. Not like. Not drop this kind of immediately territory, I don't think. Obviously, the the tests before his two hundred have something to do, but like, where, where, what is the average around the world, Dave? His average outside of Australia, I don't think it uh, sets fucking pubes on fire. Sadly, I tell you what, he probably comes out and scores a ton in every test now. As a big fuck you to Mitch Johnson, doesn't he? Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I might even put that on now. Like, what's the when's? Oh, yeah. oh they won't it's, not, it's not it. open yet. I checked the other day. That's coming Check up next. That's next week, isn't it? Next Thursday. Yep. Horny. Yeah, know that. So averages in Australia, he averages fifty-eight point three nine. Do you drop someone like for his home series when he averages fifty-eight? Like- High scores three hundred thirty-five, not nineteen tons, fourteen fifties. It's elite stuff. In Bangladesh, he averages 62. Who gives a shit? In England, he averages 26. Not Stuart good. Broad had his number. That, that's basically Broad's work right there. Yeah. India, 21.78. But I dare say no one would have a good average over there. Maybe Smudge. Well, Smudge, I know for sure. Yeah, he good, does. But most cunts over there can't play. New Zealand, 13 from what? I've never worked out why we don't play any cricket in New Zealand. I think he's played two I think tests their ovals there. Are shit. He's no, played two think, tests there. I think it's because we have our summers at the same time, so northern hemisphere teams will come and tour either Australia or New Zealand in the summer. Two tests, he's played there. That is, I don't. Absurd. Have they got great cricket grounds? I thought they're all small. I don't England know fucking two was there all the time. Yeah. Pakistan thirty three and South Africa sixty three. That's a late. Well, that's fast, bouncy, fucking. Loves Australian that conditions. shit. Loves that shit. Sri Lanka twenty five. You forget that when you think about his average at home. Given how his recent form, I'm like, you just give, just give it. And if he's fucking awful, he'll be able to tell pretty quick. Then we can start having that. But right now, to be fucking Mitch to prove his point should have said nothing, and watched him fucking wither on the vine. I think he's lit one of the great fires under David Warner. Hopefully, and apparently he's burned all the bridges with those players. I know. Who? Shockingly, Mitch. Obviously, I'm just saying. I'm I'm more thinking about the fact that David Warner flicks in the bird and goes jam that up. You can't. Well, I wonder what happens there, especially when the first test is in Western Australia. Yes, it is, and Mitch working for Triple M, I believe. Hopefully, they run into each other. 
and there's some grainy footage of like barbs getting thrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd get my dick hard. Well, David this, beat se- the this fuck series out. needs spice. It Did does. you see what Ricky Ponning said? Broke my heart from a series perspective. He was like, last time they toured here, I said it was the worst bowling outfit I'd ever seen. Fucking tour Australia, and he's like, I've now like had, I've now realised that was the wrong comment because this, this bunch coming from Pakistan is the worst I've ever seen. Pakistan, I thought they weren't too bad. That's what Ricky said. Of the bowling unit. Well, dude, let's just fucking... It's got to be just like every batter 100 plus this summer. We need a ton up. Let's, yeah. It's, it's got to be more about like uh, being big, fat, indulgent pigs this yeah, summer. Yeah, it's the summer as in like As in piggery. like over-the-top decadence. Yeah. As in more is better. Enough is never enough. Don't declare just fucking... Don't declare hump. Seven, eight, nine hundred... One innings per game. That's it. Skittle them cheap. Let's bat. Look, basically, what I think we do is we get in. We if we win the toss, we bat for four days and bowl them out twice in, in a an day afternoon. <laughs> in an arbo, and then on on we go. Give the punters five days yeah. of glory. Let's break all the records. Let's get blokes on six seven hundred runs each. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Imagine Dave. Imagine Dave getting a thousand. What does he need? Was he on like eighteen? So 18, 18 something Sorry 8,000 and something Let's maybe get him Fucking 2,000 test runs And get him to 10,000 Let's give him 1,600 runs This series Well so he's on 2,500s If he gets If he gets two in each If he gets two in each uh, Test He'll be at, at 3,100s There you go And then he deserves His send off And then he will have earned it In the 3,000s metric Imagine thinking about twenty five hundreds, and you think about the obviously that, and obviously that, obviously that's thirty tons punters and dribblers in the modern game. Obviously does he get a hundred in his two hundredth innings? I think he does. I think he does. Average is forty four point four three. Not bad for an opener. Not bad at all. I feel like the thing with this whole Mitchell Johnson article is that if it was anyone else that was writing it, it would have just been dismissed as like a dribbly opinion in a tabloid newspaper. But the fact that Mitchell Johnson's writing it is the only reason why people are kind of talking about it and giving it creep. Well, because, yeah, like, well, I mean, that's exactly it's, just right. like, it's exactly what you said. It, it's just kind of blue hairy comments about like, oh, you know, I hate the hype around this. You know, I'm upset and I like to hate things. He's, it, 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 it's, it's how he's gone about it, to, as Tom said earlier. If he comes out and questions the retirement uh, tour for three tests, you can start to sort of like piece together a reasonable argument to a point, I think. But it's all the other spicy bitchy shit on top that yeah. goes, that man's got a top knot for sure. Yeah. You can tell he has a top knot before you're reading those comments. I just felt it was important to give the audience that context before we got into it. 100%. They would have heard those comments and gone, this guy surely has got a top knot. Or he's got blue hair. Or both. Now, in this instance, I can't see the blue hair, but I haven't seen an up-to-date photo. Well, as of two weeks ago, we can confirm there was no, no blue, blue hair. hair. Um. Anyway, it's interesting. It has added spice. Does he do any martial art? He like does, a, like a jujitsu guy, or a, yes. Just so who wins a fight between him and Warner? His most recent post a day ago was end of year gradings. What a great experience doing karate with my family. Karate. karate. Oh, is his missus a karate champ? Maybe. Oh, wait. It did say something. Yeah, she's a karate black belt. There you go. Karate. Is that how you're supposed to say it? I'm just going off Seinfeld. Mind your words on my man, David Warner. Unfollowing you after reading your remarks about Warner. Warner shoes. Warner's shoes greater than your career. 
Uh, nice drive by Warner. Didn't seem to cop criticism well when you played, but certainly like to keep dishing it out to the current crop. Who is Mitchell Johnson? Please explain. Warner greater than Johnson. This is obviously the Indian fans. Fucking Warner's got some Indian fans coming into bat. For heaps, mate. David Warner, respect and hater Johnson Button. Virat Kohli owns this guy. We we await the test next week, punters and dribblers. Is it definitely Thursday? I'm fucking stinging for Can it. You, who's that blue comment? Is that Mitch Marsh? Yeah, I think so. Might be able to beat me. Oh, no, now. Mitchell. No, I was going to say, I was like, is Mitch Marsh commenting? No way. He's got his fucking teammate getting ripped no, apart? No, no, no. He's Mr. He's Mr. He's Mr. Team Man. Mr. Team he's Man. He's Mr. I'm going for a coffee. If he's Mr. Wants team to come Spirit. With me. Yeah. He's Mr. Team Spirit. Yeah. Don't know who, who this guy is. Who the fuck is Mitchell McClan? New Balance NZ. Sure. Fuck a shitload of followers. Uh, also took a screenshot just while we're here, just while we're talking cricket. This guy, Paul Dennett. Who just seems to be a fucking Australian cricket tragic fucking stings for it. Yep. He was addressing team winning percentages in test cricket. And this is winning percentage, not like draws and losses, obviously not relevance, just winning percentage. Yep. In test cricket over all the years, the games, the great games have been played. Look at how much better Australia is than anyone else. Just, this is Australia. This is what you and I were saying the other this day. This is just about Australia beating our own. Uh, collective penises yep. around our greatness. Worth reminding that no other nation has won the Test Championship and the One Day World Cup and the 2020 World Cup except us. Just worth repeating. Now, in Test Match Cricket, Australia has a 47%, 47.5% winning percentage. Next best is South Africa with 385 then England with 367 then Pakistan with 327 Sri Lanka 5th with 319 West Indies 6th with one thirty-one point eight, India seventh thirty point two. Oh my god, dude! Australia, uh, New Zealand rather eighth twenty-four point one. Then Bangladesh thirteen percent, and last but not least, our good friends the Zimbabweans. Is that uh, how you say Zimbabweans? Zimbabweans eleven point one. Australia forty-seven and a half percent. A good seventeen point three percent better than our our Indian friends. So just worth remembering. Definitely worth remembering. Now, Michael Clark, I think, has just come out and responding to this situation with Mitchell Johnson via Sky Sports Radio. When you're in a role like this, you should never. it should never be personal. Maybe I've missed something here. Mitch hasn't played for years now, so maybe there is beef. I don't know. Now, that's not the greatest quote ever. I didn't read it before I said it. But- no, but I think that you were well the Europe will well within your rights to assume that Michael might have said a little bit more than that. But he is still saying, like, you shouldn't be coming at him like that. Yeah, but so a bit more. Come on. Oh, fuck yeah. Maybe he did. Listen, in fairness, that's just... Like, I'd like I'd like spice from all sides now, if I can. Yeah. Like, if we're, if we're sitting here, you know, making a dish, let's put some more some more spice into this thing. Yeah. Let's spice it up. I hope Warner comes out and says something. He won't. He might. He might. I, re- I reckon he will if he turns up. I just wish that he would because it would be fun. And I know that this is like a new age Pat Cummins-led team where it's all pretty fucking chill. I get that. He'll say something if he turns up 1,000%. It'd be nice if he just came out and was like, fuck that top knot. Just the top knot. Started paying out the top knot. Not the man, but the knot. Is there a chance that the top knot's speaking for Mitch? Did he even – like it would explain the photo – so do you think maybe like Mitch is just it's the almost host? Like it's a, he's the host. He's yeah. the host of the top knot. And this thing's crawled up onto his head. Could you imagine that? 
that fucking top knots aren't even like He's if you're not, a top knot, you are it's not by choice. There's no way. I think this thing's fucking climbed up the side of his body. And like while it's because look at his Instagrams now are all like sucking off the top knot. They're all nothing about him. They're all top knot photos now. Look at that photo, Tom. That photo is a top knot con- taking a photo of itself. Uh, I mean, fuck, dude. I don't know now. <laughs> now I'm wigging out. So there's something in it. It explains the comments. It explains the comments that this top knot's got an axe to grind <laughs> with David Warner. <laughs> well, top knots like to make trouble. They are trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our good friend Harry Garside, qualified for the Olympics again. Saw that. Nice. Punter didn't fucking even didn't make it. Turn to the up final. to the final, pulled out. Shocking. But you gotta get through all these other ones as well. But I've been watching on with uh keen interest for, at our man, just fucking willing him on. Um It's good. It's fucking mad. He's going for that gold, bruh. Um now that work starts, bruh. Now that now the real work starts, Harry. Look, just from your dads here, your fitness dads. Now the real, real work sta- starts. Yeah. Your biff dads. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like running 5Ks when you sit at to run a marathon. You know, now the real work now starts. Now the real work starts. Something else I just realised, and this is something I just, it doesn't really matter for anyone else, but I found out every time I post on, or we post on the Hello Sport Instagram page, it's connected to my personal fucking Instagram. And so my personal Facebook mm. page. Really? So every single post that we put on fucking Hello Sport is shared to my fucking personal Facebook and I had no idea. As opposed to our Facebook Hello page. Oh, really? Hello Sport Facebook so page. nothing goes on there? Nothing. All to my personal, to the point where like I am, I only just noticed this the other day. How far I, back? Fair way. I brought, I was talking to, I was talking with Sebo and shit the other day. I was telling him, he's like, oh, you didn't know that? I'm like, no. He's like, I thought that was just you like trying to fucking... I guess like pump up my Facebook page or some shit, or like spread the fucking spread the hello gospel. sport to like, dude spread the gospel. I found I was going back and looking through some old ones. Look at this. It's all hello sport. I don't post anything. <laughs> Good for you, mate. But so there was one. How many likes do you get on shit? I don't know. I don't Click even see on something. it. It'd be nothing. Who the fuck uses Facebook respectfully? Well, people use it for, for the punter and dribblers page, only. but do you know what I mean? No like, likes, no likes. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but don't yeah, you reckon? Like, this. do you Let's use see if this got likes? Six likes, six. So two. there was one that I found, and I've I've done it. How to unlink it? I've got to work that out. Slash, one of you guys can. But see, look, imagine this shit. Like my people who follow me, like because it's again, it's like what family or people you knew Old at school. People. Yeah. Um, there was one that one that we put up on Allegiant Stadium. You know, it was like the biggest podcast in the world coming. Yeah. yeah. And the fucking hashtags on that were so fucking, they were like small town kids made good, like big, but from the bush <laughs> to the city and all this shit. And I was getting comments from like old university lecturers and so I mean like, congratulations, mate. Like, this is incredible. And I'm like, what the fuck are they commenting on? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. My is it still God. linked? Yeah, I haven't, I only worked this out like last week. So you just keep posting. You don't give a fuck. Like, well, no, I'm absolutely going to unlink it. But between last Thursday and today, I haven't done anything about it. I've had concerts to go home from. <laughs> good for you, mate. Yeah, good for me. Fucking great for me, dude. Great for me. That's a, that's it's, it's, that's real boomer energy from you, mate. Across the board. That is boomer energy, isn't this it? This is boomer energy. 
Yeah, this you is You're going boomer. home at nine o'clock's boomer energy. It's all very boomer. This is almost more boomer because the other one's like Perez. Like, it is definitely. I'm not trying to... They're, they're in the same fucking But I think, like, world. technological malfunctions is more boomer. Because getting tired is like, I'm a fucking 34-year-old parent. That's, that's like hurt like a shit, which you will soon realise. This is like, oh, could you come over and help me with my internet? You're like, that's... Yeah. That's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, look, we all talk with Brett Lee still up there. Everything's going up. Everything's going up there, dude. Huge. So, Madge McGuire officially Blues coach, Eddie. Yeah. Um, saw that. Saw that Congratulations, coming. Madge. Well done, Madge. Big fan of your work. Got to say, and this is no knock on Madge, but I do think back to the time when Freddie was the coach and how much we were like, everyone being like, you know, once we lost, it was like, time to go, Freddie. I think back to that and go, did we, when we were all feeling it, did we have any fucking idea who the hell we wanted to come in after that? I don't think we did. Well, in fact, I know we didn't. But just seeing Madge in there, I'm like, he was sacked from the Tigers a couple of years ago. I'm fully on board with Madge. Like in Madge, we trust. We're in Team Madge. We're in Camp Madge, Team Madge, Madge, we trust. But, you know, when Queensland has the Bush poet. I don't remember what we said, Tom. I can't recall. I bet so it all made you'd sense have to, at the time, You'd have though. to go and check the tapes. I think that once we paused to reflect, once we'd taken stock of our position, once we'd, once we'd come down from Mount Emotional, mm. then clarity would have set in and we would have said, well, we don't actually have anyone to replace Freddie, so maybe we just would the fuck up. So do you think it was maybe at an altitude sickness sort of a thing? Well, I think we went, I think we went above 8,000 feet, Tom, and we forgot our oxygen, and we, we went a little bit fucking mad up mm. there on Mount Emotional. Yep. Because I don't know if you know this, punters and drillers, don't know how much mountain, mountaineering you got in you. But any, you know, it's it's not long above 8,000 feet where you start to go a little cuckoo. Yeah. We spent too long up there. We went a little bit mad. And although Freddie got chewed up and spat out by the rugby league media. He also didn't help himself. He was being very... Like no, he but that's what I mean by that. As in, like, they lured him into their trap and he got angry quick. Very and, quick. And then they spat him out and good riddance. And he, now he's not the coach. But I think that during that whole saga, had we been a little bit more, uh, taken more stock of the situation as a whole and said, listen, are Maddie and Joey going to coach? No, they're not. So who then? Because we joked about Guru, and I was only half joking at the time about Guru, but that's that was personal serious. preference. Yes. I don't see the New South Wales Board of Selectors, if that's what you want to call them, uh, giving Guru the nod. Unfortunately for us, they see, you know, time in the first grade coaching saddle as being important. I disagree with that. I think Guru could do a job. I think he could do it. Kid could definitely that's do how it. They've, that's how they see him. Him and Madge have played the same amount of origins. It's a great fucking point. Madge, it's a great point. Madge did come out because he did this full press where he came out with a quote here. Now, again, Team Madge and Madge we trust. This might be the worst quote I've ever heard. Now, again, it was a far-ranging press conference. Maybe he said better things, but this was what was on the Daily Telegraph Instagram. This is what you've read. The Daily Telegraph Instagram. This was the quotable bit. The biggest thing I'll say to all the players is just to go out and play the best footy that you can play because that'll play a big part in where we go as a group. So, 
So go out there and play your best footy. If you go and play footy, that'll play a big role in how we go. Your best footy? Or just footy? Play your best footy. Yeah. So if you play your best footy, as opposed to your worst... That'll play a big part in where we go. Because if... Okay, so put it this way. If half of you go out there and play your worst footy, and half of you play your best, that's, that's going to be a different route if we all go out there play and play our, and play our, best, our best, best footy. And heaven forbid, if you all to go out there and play your worst footy... Then again, that'd be a different result. That's good. that's the biggest thing he's going to say. So maybe to tell you right here in quoting me, the biggest thing he's going to say to all the players is just to go out there and play your best footy. Because if you do play your best footy, that will play a big role in how we play, or it's, where we go as a group. Well, where we go as a group, and by that I think he probably means marching towards victory or loss. You would think so, yeah. But again, I can't be sure. No, because he might be saying, well. You know, if we win, we'll go to fucking Byron for the weekend. That's true. If we true, lose, we'll be. go home. If we win, maybe we go to Bali, get some tats. You know what I mean? Like, it could be... Anyway, that to me I, is one of the most You know, listen, let, let, we need to be honest about where we are as a state. And this is, this is where we're at. We are now reaping what we sowed during the decade of dominance, which was basically nothing. Basically, we didn't put any crops in the ground. So we now have no fucking crops. No, we didn't put any seeds in the ground, so we don't have really have any crops to harvest later on. Do you not think that we have crops to harvest? I feel like we do. I just think that we don't play that well. now. No, no, no. What I mean by that is, from a coaching perspective... Oh, sorry, I was going to say. I was like, I can get the fucking better team. No, no, from a coaching perspective, mm. the seeds we planted back then failed to germinate. Yes, and we don't have anything to fucking show for it. No. They've got a bush poet. Yeah, they and do. And behind him, they're fucking blokes line up around the wazoo to coach if, yeah. he, if, he, if the bush poet was to say no. Mm. If he was to dedicate his life to poetry and poetry alone. You're not really going to get blokes that only lost to, to come in, are you? It's just a bit harder. So they've brought in as the coaching team, like the high-performance team with him. We've got John Cartwright, Matt King, and Brett White. They've also got uh, Storm football manager Frank Panisi, which is a name that might not mean a lot to most people, but he is he is one of the big reasons behind the Storm's success over yep. the last decade. Heard of, heard yep. of Panisi. Yeah. Listen, this could all be fucking great, but when you are signing a coach to coach Origin who's never played Origin, that's there is an element there of like at least justified alarm bells. Now, if I was Mitchell Johnson, I'd be coming out here and I'd be shitting down throats. All I'm doing because I'm not a top, not adorned blue hair is just to merely raise some minor concerns, but ultimately some excitement about the future path ahead, but just some minor concerns and respect that quote. I think, well, I mean, it'll be an interesting uh, experiment just to say, okay, do you need to have played Origins to coach Origin? Is it important? Maybe it's not. What the fuck would we know? We wouldn't know anything. But also, historically, what we've gone out there and done, outside of one of the great teams we've ever assembled over the last five years, getting some wins. Um, obviously, we snuck a couple here and there. Joey Johns, big part of our success. Before that, the great and the powerful Phil Gould, big part of our success. Outside of those sort of little markers, it's been quite a bit of misery for the mm. state. So maybe thinking outside the box, going down a completely different path, let's hire the bloke that was sucked by the Tigers, who has won a premiership in his defence, but hasn't played any origin, see what he can do. 
or is this merely a case of there's no one else to pick? Feels that way. Feels that way. I don't know, dude. In Madge, we trust. In Madge, we must trust. But know this, Tom. You know how we went into this fucking series pretty confident? Touching ourselves, you and I? Pumped up. Hand jobs for free sort of energy? Mm. Hand jobs for the boys. I'm terrified about next year. Bush Power coming into his work, a young hot side getting hotter. Bush Power got taken over to America to talk to some bull riders. It's all that, wearing a bull riding hat. Yeah. Very Bush poetry. But again, it was also like, think about your role for the team and shit. But so he's going over there working on his poetry in the off season. That scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. He comes back next year like fully banjoed up. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the banjo that connects, you know, your four into your The frenulum, we call that. You know what I'm talking about. I do. You're a banjo guy. Yeah, huge banjo guy. I'm not talking about that sort of banjo. I'm talking about Banjo Patterson, one of the great Australians punters dribblers. Now, was he, though, named after his frenulum? Was the frenulum not? Or do you think the, your friend, you think that the banjo, the frenulum was named such and then it was reverted I, to reverted banjo out of respect? Out of respect to Banjo Patterson, the first it man. It was, first man it was to, a big fourie guy. Yeah, he was a big fourie guy. <laughs> I think he used to use it. To play music Well Banjo Not his given name Banjo was a nickname so maybe No his given his name Might have been Frenul and Patterson And Banjo <laughs> was a nickname She had a banjo And the it's original Banjoman Anyway Billy's over, over there Billy's, over, Billy's there. over there Getting banjoed up That young hot side They had still fucking hot But not as young So you could argue Even more of a threat which is scary. Um, there was people fucking not even in the side like Kalen Ponga. I mean, God knows where he fits in the side, if at all, next year. But we bring back Trell and Tommy. We're all good. Thanks for coming. Easy work. I now all believe I'm saying in is Nathan I'm nervous. Cleary. All I'm saying is I'm nervous. It's now Nathan's job. It's, na- it's Nathan's But it's funny because we were like Thompson. Mitch Moses. We were like, nah, Nathan's got to win it back off Mitch Moses. But after that grand no, final, no, no, I'm you like, said no, that. no, no, no. No, you, you said, said it too. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. After we were, after the last game when Mitchell Moses played well, I, we I didn't like, say that. I said he'll get back one. Thought, we I, said he'd get back. But you, you on you on bloke, you on bloke was like he's got to earn his spot back, and I'm like, there's no way that'll happen. That's not what we were saying. Of course, there's no way that'll happen. It'll absolutely be Nathan coming back. But what we did say was that it's Mitch's team now. That's what we were saying. We were like, in Mitch we trust. <laughs> in Mitch we trust. But we're all over the map. Nathan does that in the grand final. I'm now back to in Nathan we trust. Well, in Nathan, we wait. In Nathan, we wait. That's really where we're at. You throw in a bit of Mary Fowler in there. I like. Um, it's hard not to want Nathan back in blue. Now, does Mitch go well, to I six? Well, I mean, what do I mean by Nathan? What does Nathan go to six? What I mean by Nathan, we wait, is we wait for him to fucking stand the fuck up and That's, win a series for the, for the state. Yeah. That's what we wait for. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Wait for Nate. To do it for the state. Wait for Nate. To do it for the state. That is now the 2024 catch cry. We will sing it as one. Yeah. Hacker Major this Friday, Ed. Yeah, it is. It's this Friday. Sold out in three minutes once again. Three seconds. Three seconds, sorry. Three seconds. <laughs> Fuck, that's quick. Um, but very pumped. It's going to be 35 degrees, you said. That's a hot, hot fucking tamale. Is Bill playing? Bill's playing. Okay, so you made Judge Bill. Yeah. Love that. Yep. I'll get a couple of cigars. Yeah. The old band's back together. Um, yeah, we might need to secure a golf cart for the old man if that's the fucking heat. He'll kill. He will. The TTC boys. Yeah. Do they have carts there? They definitely have them. 
I think we're gonna. He's well, the old. Gonna, he's gonna be the oldest man on course by like sixty years. So he's probably he's probably earned one. We're gonna need two. Yeah. Well, that would be like you know, but I'm probably just gonna have to get in touch with Sebo now, Dad. Is Sebo gonna be there? Yeah. Well, his his his, his boys are out. So they're, they're doing well. He's good to go. He's good to go. He's locked in. Yeah. Is that mate? Is it you breathe a sigh of relief, Tobler? Slightly, but I was ready to take on the. Like that, good answer. Yes, good answer. As in, like, I'm ready to step the fuck up if required, if but required, I'm not required, but I'm so not that's required, great. So major this Friday, if you weren't lucky enough to get a ticket, you got to be quicker next time. you got to be quicker. You just have to be. But not only quicker, better. Yeah. And not just better, quicker. So keep that in mind. It's great point. Worth remembering. I'll be there, obviously, because it's sort of my thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Tom and I are likely to win it. We haven't won one yet. We've come close many times. Very close. And Scopes playing. Scopes bringing. I think. I think Scopes bringing. Uh, maybe Corey Norman might be playing. Is that with right? Scope. Is that right? I'm not sure. I think that that was mentioned. Interesting. 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 I don't know if Corey can play, but Scope can. Scope's been working on his. Corey strikes me as someone that could play. He strikes me as somebody who can just like fucking hit a, do anything. Yeah, one of those athletic types. Sort of play an Origin. Could play golf. Can't do whatever you fucking want. Really. Um, Very pumped Bring on the heat Fuck it I reckon Let's just rip in yep. 35 degrees You know whatever. what I'm You know what I'm I want to start doing again soon Eddie Surfing Yep My shoulder's getting stronger Still hurts But I'm like Fuck it a little bit There's like It's not gonna get It's not gonna stop hurting From what I'm being told It could I was told it could be six months I'm like Well I'm not waiting six months But that's more to just be pain free Like well, let's get out there this week. Let's get let's get out there on Friday. Can we do a Friday morning? Yeah, I'll have to see actually how that plays with the. Uh, well, I'll be out there Friday morning. Yeah, you do. You Where can, do you want to go? Longy again? Well, that's, that's a bit of a drive. We got a bit on. Well, not. Why don't really. we go? Well, we've fucking got the golf on that day. Yeah, but we wouldn't need to be there before midday. I know, but you're heading over, then you're heading back. If we, well, I'm going to go with Matho. Are you going along here? You just fucking asked. You didn't say anywhere. Well, he's going to tell us where the, sw- where the swell is. You haven't been out much. You don't get it. I don't get it. You sort of go where it is, mate. No, that's a good point. I've also got to get a board because these ones are now ornamental. Well, they're and not. And I all, can't well, ride them because I'm too big, too thick, too powerful. Is that us? Bye-bye. Ciao. Could you two just not talk anymore? Partners and Dribblers, just need to tell you about uh, the number one rosé ever created. That is uh, Big Day Rosé. Your boys here, obviously, Rosé Barons, amongst other things. Don't mind a rosé. Don't mind it. One that's light, in colour, dry, and fuckable. It's very fuckable. It's up for it. You know what I mean? Oh, this, mate, the rosé's up for it whenever you want it Well, type thing. The the beauty of being a rosé baron is I've always got rosé on hand, which is nice. And I've always got a bottle in the fridge just getting cold as fuck. We've always got a bottle that's keen. Keen as. Giving me eyes. Yeah, yeah. And fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah, real fuck well, me drink eyes. Me a eyes. lingering stare. Yes. And had friends over the other night, and obviously I was like, I slipped a bottle out for everyone. Getting stares? Yeah, I was getting stares. It was sort of like whistling at me from the fridge. <laughs> Got out there, ripped the top off it, and we all enjoyed it. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Like, they're just, a rose doesn't get better. Still rose drinking season two, it's, in earnest. Oh, God, yeah. It's Should fucking hot as shit. 37, 38. They're talking 40 this week, mate. 40 degrees. Tell me that's not rosé drinking season. It is. 
you Come haven't got on. any, if you haven't got any, get some. Get some now while the getting's good because the getting won't be good for much longer. Hellosport.shop. Big day rose. Get it. Get get it down. You gob. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y dot com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.